How will we make it through the end time? Will we go on a barter system? Live in a cave up in Colorado somewhere? Are we going to start printing gold coins out of some gold depository somewhere? Are we going to raise livestock or go into farming? I mean, what are we going to do? Well, I'll tell you how the Bible says that we'll make it, all while taking your calls on this open line edition of The End Time Show. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Dave Robbins with End Time Ministries. Thank you for joining me. I didn't say that during the tease, so um, I want to say God bless to each and every one of you. And I am going to be getting your calls. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. I do have an announcement for you. On April the 3rd, I will be interviewing my good friend Byron Stinson. He is the guy that found the red heifers here in Texas and was over the entire project. He worked with the Temple Institute and the rabbis in getting them uh, the five red heifers that are now in Israel. They're building a place for them in ancient Shiloh. And I will be interviewing him on the radio April the 3rd. It's going to be, uh, we're going to try to do a Zoom call if we can make all that happen with our new uh, setup here. And so I just wanted to announce that April the 3rd, it's going to be, I think it's a Monday. He'll be on air with me and we can, uh, it should be a great interview. I mean, I've been on interviews with him. Uh, we were on one out in California and I don't know where all else we've been on, but uh, it was, it's going to be a great interview. I, so I think most of y'all will be very, very interested in that. Now, I'll be taking your calls uh, and I just wanted to comment just for a moment here, and you know, I'll get to you guys, straight to you guys on the phones here, but, and I've got a few lines open, so if you want to call in, that'd be great. But I just want to spend just a few moments here because God has really been eating my lunch. I, I, I think you might be able to tell. God is really, He's recreating my spiritual DNA. I'm just telling you what God's doing in my life. When, when Irvin Baxter passed, I was asking God to help me with uh, just different nuances of Bible prophecy that we, we don't understand yet. Some of the, some, there's a portion of the prophecy of the fifth trumpet that we don't know about and uh, just some different things. You know, the Revelation 12, the 1290 days, 1335 days, the 2300 days in Daniel chapter 8. Just different things. God help me to figure this stuff out and just show me this stuff. And I've prayed for a while now about those things, different things in the Bible, more things than just prophecy. And God is just telling me, Dave, just love people. And I said, but God, I'm on, I'm doing radio and television and writing and just, it, the, I'm going a thousand miles an hour. And he's saying, Dave, love people. Let them see the love, the, my love for you through you to people. And you know, folks, it's really hitting me that, yes, I do, myself, Doug Vince, our ministry is devoted to teaching the prophecy of the Bible, helping us navigate the times just ahead, 
but it's really all about people. Are we helping you on your spiritual journey for when that trumpet's going to sound before very long? And are we helping you understand how to navigate the times just ahead and what we're teaching you? Because I can teach you Bible studies just over and over and over and over and over and you're not, you're not get it. But we want you to understand this stuff. That's what God wants. But more importantly than that, the Bible says if you, you can understand every prophecy, you can uh, do all these different things, but if you, if you don't have charity, then it, you, you've just become, a, become a, a sounding brass and a tinkling cymbal. Love. Do you, as you listen to End Time Ministries, do you feel the love of God coming through us? Do you feel that I, Dave Robbins, love each and every one of you? I want to tell you that. I, I'm, we don't do this. We, we are a listener-supported ministry. And it does take funds to do everything that we do. It does. And we, and, and we need partners. We've got wonderful partners. But we don't do this for the money. I know that sounds weird coming from a guy on the radio or watching on, you watch on television and we say, we're not doing it for the money. That doesn't, that doesn't compute, does it? It does take money to do all this stuff, but we're not doing it personally for the money. We're doing it because we want to help instruct people about the times just ahead and for eternity. And I want to tell you that we love y'all. We pray for you guys. And we want to make sure that we're effective in preparing you for the second coming and for the times just ahead. So let me tell you, God loves you, we love you, and we pray for you every single day. Now, how are we going to make it through the times just ahead? Well, man, I've got some calls. We're going to have to get to them, but very quickly, how are we going to make it through these end times? I want to read you a scripture. Exodus 13, 17 through 22. The Bible says, you understand at this point, the, the children of Israel had come and made the exodus out of Egypt. The Bible says, it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go, God led them through, didn't he, he didn't lead them through the way of the land of the Philistines, right up the coast. Would have been easier. Didn't do that. Although that was nearer, the Bible says. For God says, let's peradventure that they would repent, see the war, and go back to Egypt. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. The children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Moses took the bones of, of Joseph with him, and the Lord went before them. This is how they made it through the wilderness. The Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud. He led them by the way, and by night a pillar of fire to give them light to go by day and night. He took them not away, he took not away the pillar of cloud by day, nor the pillar of fire by night from before the people. That's how God led them through the wilderness, is he gave them a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And when the cloud moved, they have to, they had to pick up the tent stakes and hey, we're moving. The cloud's moving, we've got to move. The, and the pillar of fire by night, if it was two in the morning, and that pillar of fire started to move, Israel had to pick up the tent stakes, get the camels ready, get everybody ready, and we're moving because the, the, the fire's moving, the cloud's moving. Guess what, folks? 
That's how we're going to make it through the end time. We are going to follow the cloud. We're going to follow the pillar of fire. How do we do that in 2023? Because that was, what, thousands of years ago. How are we going to do this in 2023? How are we going to navigate through the Great Tribulation? How are we going to navigate through these end time events? A world government, a mark of the beast, uh, uh, a, a, an antichrist, a false prophet, a world religion. How are we going to do that? Are we just going to lock ourselves in our house? No. Well, I'll tell you how we'll do that in 2023 and when we get back, and then we'll go straight to the calls. God bless. They that understand what is taking place will instruct many. Except a man is born again, he can't enter or see the kingdom of God. I don't care what label you've been given or what label you've given yourself, you are essential. You still matter. This is a journey, and when we get to the other side of that, that's where our prize is, that's where our reward is. time is not going anywhere. Satan and the elites of this world don't want you to understand the timeline leading to the second coming of Jesus. You can pinpoint where we are in the end time understand how you fit in and be filled with hope in God's plan by watching the future according to Bible prophecy. Go to intime.com slash future or call 800 intime. That's 800-363-8463. What if you could understand Bible prophecy? Dave Robbins, the host of the End of the Age television and radio programs, is holding a free prophecy conference near you. Gain peace and understanding about what the Bible says concerning end-time prophecy. Call 1-800-END-TIME or visit endtime.com slash events for more information. Welcome back, everybody. I'm going to get to the calls just in a moment. I'm taking a little bit of liberty here, but um, and I know this is your day, and I apologize, but man, I really felt like we should say this today because I know a lot of people are wondering, how in the world are we going to make it through this? I'm scared out of my mind. I, I've just got this anxiety about the end times. What are we going to do? How do you guys, what are you guys going to do, Dave? Well, I'm telling you what we're going to do, and it's a scriptural answer. I know that there are people teaching that, oh, you better start raising chickens and you got to do this, that, and the other. Well, you can do, there's nothing wrong with raising chickens, let's face it, or planting on a garden and all that other. But more important than any of that is that we've got to be led by the Spirit of God. Remember that the Israelites, when they went out into the wilderness, now you remember the Old Testament's types and shadows of things to come. They went through physical realities. Now we have spiritual realities. 
they, when they came out of Israel, uh, Egyptian bondage, they were led by a cloud by day a pillar, uh, uh, and a pillar of fire by night. God was leading and guiding them. When we're going through the wilderness that's just ahead of us, God's, we're going to be led by God's Spirit. The Bible says in Romans 8.14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Led by the Spirit of God. I know there are people on TV that joke about, well, yeah, people claim to be to hear from God. They're lunatics. Oh, no, no. That's the way a Christian is supposed to live. Is be led by the Spirit of God. And so throughout the end time, we're going to follow our modern day cloud and our modern day pillar of fire. We're going to be led by the Spirit. You say, Oh, it doesn't work. That was, for, that was just for the Egyptians thousands of years ago, or the Israelites thousands of years ago. That doesn't apply to us today. Well, go into the New Testament. In the book of Acts, chapter 16, verse 6 through 10, how did the apostles function under the reign of a world government? A Roman world government, how'd they function? They were led by the Spirit of God. Listen at this. This is Acts 16, 6 through 10. The Bible says, Now when they, the apostles, had gone through Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. And after they had come through Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. Hear this? So passing by Mysia, they came down through Trous, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. And it was a man of Macedonia. He stood and he pleaded with him saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. This is in a vision at night to Paul. And then in verse 10, Now after he had had the vision, immediately he, we sought to go to Macedonia, concluding that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel to them. So they were going to go one place to preach, and the Holy Ghost said, Nope, 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 don't want to go, don't go there. Don't go here, don't go there. I want you to go here and preach. The Holy Ghost was leading and guiding them. They were led by the Spirit. So guess how, we're guess how we're going to function in the end time? In 2023 and beyond, all the way to the second coming, we're going to follow our modern day cloud, which is the Spirit of God. We're going to hear that voice, and He's going to lead and guide us through these times just ahead. You say, well, that doesn't put groceries on the table. Who says it won't? Well, that doesn't, that's not going to help me pay my bills. Who says it won't? Do you believe in the Bible? The Bible says in Matthew 6, 25-34, Take no thought, therefore, what ye shall eat or drink, and, or yet what for your body. What ye shall put on. Is the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? If you go down to verse 31, take there, Therefore take no thought, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? Wherewithal shall we be clothed? Verse 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God, His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. You say, well, I'll just quit my job and I'm going to go lay around. God will provide. No. you got to do the best you can. Well, you do the best you can, and if you'll take care of God's kingdom, He will always take care. You take care of God's business, He'll take care of your business. And that's how we're going to function throughout the end time. Okay, wow. I could preach on that the rest of the day because God's really dealing with me. Dave, are you really helping people? Are you really helping them by just giving them all this knowledge about all these prophecies? Or are you 
giving them the most important thing? Are you showing them that you love them and are you helping them navigate the waters just ahead by showing them how to be led by the Spirit of God? <sighs> you guys, God is helping me. He's transforming my spiritual DNA to where I can get it right. And this is how we're going to make it through the end time. It's not the creation of a gold coin. It's not the creation of a new farmland out here behind end time where we can feed everybody in the world. Those things may happen. But we're going to be led by the Spirit of God in everything we do. Uh, okay, wow. I am not going to preach anymore, even though I could. I feel it. Oh, man. Whew. Okay. Let's go to the phones. The number to reach me, 1-877-363-8463. Let's go to Mark in Oregon. God bless my friend. Welcome to the End Time Show. Bless you, Brother Dave. Thank you, sir. Um, my question is um, Revelation 7-3 and Revelation 9-4. Yes, sir. Are they one of the same events or... Two different events. Okay. Yeah. I, and I, I've, I've, I've wondered about that for many years until I figured out, until Urban Baxter helped me to figure out that they're two separate events when the, the timing is different. When you look at Revelation 7-3 saying, Hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees, till they have been, the servants have been sealed in their foreheads. This is talking right towards the very end, beyond, at the end of the Great Tribulation, right before the vials of the wrath of God here. But okay. when, when you're talking about uh, Revelation 9, I think it's verse 4 and 5 there, it's referring to the fifth trumpet, which happened, which was the Iraq war with Saddam Hussein in 1991. Yeah. So it's two separate events here. Okay. Yes, sir. All righty. Yep. I think you explained it. I know Brother Baxter, uh, he, he didn't have an opinion on... Uh, I think it's the uh, locust. Yeah. So the had, yeah the locust. Or, yeah. So the locust or, the, or Revelation nine five. He didn't have a opinion on that. Well, actually, my friend, if you look at Revelation nine five. Um, okay. Yeah. So you that is absolutely correct when it talks about the locust. I I, I so we do have an opinion on that. But when it talks about that the men would, um, and to them it was given that they should uh, kill them, that they should be tormented five months, should not kill them, should be tormented five months, and their torment was a torment of a scorpion. That's part of the prophecy that we do not understand. And I, I wish I could give you an answer on that. That's part of the things I've prayed about. But at this point, Mark, and I do say that, because God's revealing us things as we go along, but at this point, I do not know the answer to that, um, and, and I apologize, but until God shows us, i got to simply say I don't know. Well, I, I heard something uh, back when the Iraq war was going on. I heard something from a, a prison guard in that famous prison there in, in Baghdad. Yeah. And... Uh, they were talking about the Muslims. They were making them do stuff and uh, that was atrocious. And the guard said, uh, you, 
you may want to die, but we won't let you. In 9-6, in those days shall men seek death yeah. and shall not find it and shall desire to die, and death shall flee from them. You know. Yeah, so if you have do if you have documentation for that, send it to me. I'd be glad to look over well, it. Well, I, I don't. That's been... How long? Yeah. How long ago was that? <laughs> that's 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 been a while. Yeah. It's been yeah. So ninety ninety one. That's been a long. That's what uh, thirty some years probably. Yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. been a while. Um, well, but I love it, you, brother. Thanks uh, for talking with me. All right, Mark. Have a good day. I'll, I'll make sure we continue to look into it, and if I learn anything further, I promise you, I'll share it. All right, all right. brother. God bless, bless my you. friend. You have a great weekend. Let's go to Mike in Michigan. God bless Mike. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, welcome. How you doing? Can you I, hear me? Yes, sir. I can hear you. You're on live on the air. Wonderful. I love the show. You guys are doing a wonderful job. And uh, I first met you back in the day. In, uh, back in the day. Michigan. And uh, I, I walked up beside you. We were looking at the study manuals. And yeah. I go, hey, I kind of chuckled because uh, your father-in-law is predicting Put you in the pages as the Antichrist. Yeah. I don't remember that or not. Yeah. But anyway, I got, my question is, um, I got two questions, but uh, the great falling away. Yes, sir. I know you guys say it's the dark ages. Yes. Could it possibly this time of period now as well? Because uh, look at all the politicians. They're openly corrupt. Even the clergy, just many things are openly corrupt and uh you know, schools, teachers, whatever, there's many of them that are. I, I yeah. know maybe it possibly could be that as well, you know. Yeah, so. Great falling rain in this area. Yes, sir. So the reason, Mike, that we say it is the dark ages is because the when it looks, when you look at the falling away there, and the original Greek word is apostasia, it means to defect from the truth. And right. so the Apostle Paul prophesied that when they died and went off the scene, that grievous wolves would come in among them, even people among the church, and steal those truths away. And that's exactly what happened when the Apostle Paul and the Apostles died and went off the scene because of the lack of the Word of God, because Bibles were handwritten back then. All kinds of teachings came in, even among the church, and people fell away from the original truths that the Apostles were teaching and that Jesus taught. And we went off into what's considered the Dark Ages. And... Um, then now we're actually in the age of enlightenment where we're coming back into the full truth that they had back then. And so we're coming, many people are coming to God. The church is really expanding, the true church of okay. Jesus Christ. Now there are people that have been in false churches that are going away from that, but that's not necessarily the falling away because they didn't have the full truth to begin with. And so that's the big difference nowadays is that, um, you know, to say a, a, a Muslim left his way and that's a falling away. No, no, that's not how it is. Um, you had to have, have had the full truth to begin with to have the true apostasia. That's why we believe that it was the Dark Ages, and I think I can prove that. Okay. Yes, sir. And the second question is, uh, with uh, this war with, I, with Russia and Ukraine, Mm-hmm. We seem to be sending a lot of armament over there. Is, is this a way of maybe kind of the war of fizzle out? But Germany sending tanks, Great Britain sending tanks. We're take we're sending uh, Bradley equipment and planes. And yeah. Is this a way of them arming 
European Union or, or NATO so they will have their teeth? So uh, the it is a way of arming Ukraine, which is not a member of NATO at this point. So we are arming um, a European entity. So I, I don't know yeah. if it's necessarily NATO, but... Well, they're saying it is uh, is Ukraine that area kind of still part of Europe or so it is it is part of Europe Holy that Roman is Empire? correct it is part of Europe but they're not part of NATO NATO was okay. formed to keep Russia from invading over into Europe um, but Ukraine's not a part of that at this point right. and so um, as far as them you know uh, arming NATO no they are arming your Ukraine against Russia. So at this point, that's yeah. how the land lays. Um, how it will look before it's all over with, I can tell you that, and that's the yeah. European nations and including Russia. Russia yeah. Will it will lead the invasion of Israel or uh, of Israel at the Battle of Armageddon? So we honestly, and I I hope this is not the case, but it looks like we may be helping to arm them for that war and that invasion right. eventually. Um, yeah, you, you could be uh, ar yeah, arming the feet of the bear, right? Yeah, especially if Russia takes over that region up there um, because Russia and Europe will be in complete alliance in the end time. I know it looks like now that Russia and China and Iran have this alliance going on, but before it's all said and done, the Bible says it has the European nations, Germany, Russia, um, Great Britain, and the European Union as a whole, the Ten Horn Beast. So... Uh, that's how it's all the lay of the land is going to look. It looks like China isn't even mentioned in the prophecies of the Bible, mm -hmm. unless it's the 200 million man army that comes um, that participates in World War III. It does not look like China and Russia are in complete alliance in the end time, and that's straight from the prophecies of the Bible. Right. Yes, sir. Well, I thank you. I thank you much for your time. And Absolutely. I I'm just very thankful for your show. Uh, it was the last seed planted in me when I came. I came to Christ, so great. I'm very thankful, you guys. I've been listening to you guys for twenty years. It's great. It's a great well, show. we'll we'll be back up in uh, Plymouth, Michigan, and up around there. My my nephew ah. pastors the church in Plymouth, and so we'll be back up there doing conferences in the near future. I'm sure. So hopefully, I get to see Wonderful. you again. Okay. All right. All right. God, you have a wonderful day. God bless, my All friend. Right. Uh, we'll right. see you later. Okay, everybody. So we're coming up on a break. When I come back from the break, I'm going straight to the phones. I don't want to cut anybody off through the middle of this, uh, but I'll go straight to the to phones on the back side of the break. I do want to mention our Israel tour. We're going to be going to Israel May 17th through the 28th. Uh, my, my, myself, my wife Jana, Doug Norvell and his wife Tina, we're all going to go. You guys will have a blast. You can come to our breakfast club. You can, we're going to see all the pertinent sites. It's going to be awesome. We'll teach you through the prophecies. The other 70% of the Bible, we'll let our guides do the history. It's just a very well-rounded tour. We've cut out all the stuff you really don't want to see over the years, and we just go to the really good stuff for days after days, and it's so cool, and we're going to wear you out. You can take a vacation when you get home because this is Israel. The symbols and prophecies within the book of Revelation have perplexed Christians and unbelievers around the world. In his final work, Revelation, The Unveiling of Jesus Christ Part Two. The late Irvin Baxter unlocks the mystery of the book of Revelation with in-depth analysis and commentary like you've never heard before. These comprehensive study tools, available for $299, will deepen your biblical understanding 
Don't miss this special offer. Call 1-800-END-TIME or go to endtime.com. Hi, I'm Judy Baxter. When Irvin and I got married, we didn't realize that our calling would be a prophetic ministry. Since we started End Time Ministries, there have been many times we weren't sure how we would pay the bills, but God has always provided. We started with the magazine, then went on radio and TV, and now we have the Jerusalem Prophecy College in Israel and online and End of the Age Plus. The mission has always been to reach people with the gospel of Jesus Christ and the End Time message. Through the years, my husband would say, we will see revival like never before in the last days. We are living in the end time now. Thank you for walking this journey with us and continuing in prayer. You are a part of the team. Thank you for your generous support. It is necessary for God's purpose. The most important thing is that you are ready when the Lord comes. Our hope is to help prepare you for that day. God bless you and we love you. Welcome back, everybody. If you would like to go to Israel with us, uh, again, we're going May 17th through the 28th, but we have to ticket on April the 4th. And so that's just, a what, a week or so away, and so we've got to make sure you get your name in before then. We've got people, I'm, my wife's got people calling and signing up right now, so uh, we just want to make sure that you understand you can't wait till May 17th and try to go. It doesn't work like that. We've got a ticket way ahead of time. And so April 4th is the deadline. And we've only got a few spots left. I mean, she's really filling it up pretty quick. So if you want to go with us, make sure you call uh, 1-800-363-8463. Ask for my wife, Jana, or ask for Brittany Motes. And they can get you set up and ready to go. Okay, straight back to the phones. Let's go to Marianne in Utah. God bless Marianne. Welcome to the End Time Show. I don't know if you can hear me, Dave. I have a little bit of a problem. Okay, yes, I can hear phone, you. I think. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Very good. Well, I'll tell you what. I had been listening, waiting to hear you talk on the Jim Baker show. You finally was yesterday and today on my end of things. Okay. I wanted to tell you what a fabulous job you did. And the time before, every time I heard that you were coming on, I don't turn that on every day just to see if it was you. Yeah. And the thing of it is, is because if, if you're wondering where you're being led by your guts right now, is because you are so very powerful, and uh, you make head spin. But what, what you're giving to me, and I'm sure all around the world, is, is your love. It is your love that you're showing to everybody, because your knowledge is unbelievable. I mean, it's so... Everybody has to tune in, you know, to, to your program and just appreciate and love you back, you know? Yeah, that, that makes me feel wonderful that you love me. <laughs> because oh, I it, do. I love you all. Yeah. I, I do. And if you are questioning in your mind, you know, you're just getting deeper and deeper involved, you know? Yeah. The Spirit is holding you closer and closer and tighter and tighter because you have so much to give to everybody and you're, and that's that's your love, you know. Yes. So I just want to tell you that I love you, and uh, thank you. My phone's kind of goofed up, so I'll let you go. But right. always as usual, love y'all, and thank you. God bless you. Okay. Thank you so much. God bless you, my friend. We love you as well. 
And the thing is, everybody, let me say something real quick. I, the knowledge that we have comes from God Almighty. I, I don't take credit for any of this. I just follow God. I study. And when I get on the radio and television and things, this stuff pours out of me like I turned on a garden hose. And I'm like, I'll ask my wife, where in the world did all that come from? It's God, you guys. God started this ministry. He gave all this stuff to Irvin Baxter before me. And then they call, Irvin Baxter and God called me into this thing. And now it just pours out of me. Doug Norvell, Vince, when all of us write stuff or we're, we're on air and things like that, I want to tell you, that when we say we love you guys, we truly do. When we say we pray for you, we pray for all of you. Because I want to spend eternity with every single one of you. And I have to show the love of God through me to you. And I don't care what you've been through out there. You say, well, Dave, you don't know who I am. I've been this kind of person. Irrelevant. God loves you, and so do we. And our goal is to help you. And I hope you feel that. This is not just, let me show you how much we know. No! If, if that's the case, we're, miss, we're missing something. I want you all to know we love you. And we pray for you. And we pray for that God would bring you healing and salvation and deliverance through whatever you're going through. And so I hope you feel that from us. We're not doing these radio and television programs and writing these magazines and all this stuff just because we want their, their, their book reports or their speeches. We're trying to get everybody to heaven and show you what the Bible says because God's helped us to understand it. We're trying to share it with you. Okay. Uh, i got to get back to the phones. Sorry. Um, Gwen in Texas. God bless Gwen. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, ma'am, I can. Okay. I'm going to try to make this quick because I know people got a lot of call, okay. uh, questions so far. How are you doing? Okay. Great. Now, the question is about the Mark of the Beast. Um, yes. I haven't really dived in in a long time, but um, I'm sure you study every day. Do you kind of think, I know they, doesn't, they probably don't specify in the Bible that time frame, it never does. But during that time in the Mark of the Beast, you will not be able to, to buy or sell anything unless you have that mark. Well, of course, those that know their God, whatnot, we're not taking that. Yes. Do you have a general idea of the, of the time frame? Because I don't really think it's going to be the entire duration of the last three and a half years. Maybe like, does it say somewhere in there, like maybe the last, year or year and a half of it, because I was just thinking one day, that doesn't mean the whole three and a half years, because I truly believe, based on God's Word, and you say the works I do, you should do also. Well, you know, we haven't really been doing that in this year, but there's coming a time such as the end time. Yeah. We're just about going to have to uh, be operating in faith, as, 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 as he says. Like yeah. he says, when I come back, he didn't say, well, I find love or peace. He said, well, I find faith. That's it. And I don't think the, the, the body of Christ really take God literally at what he says. Yes. And I think that's our problem. So my point is, from your study, does it indicate the duration of the you can't the, the cashless society? Yeah. So it does appear from everything that we've studied that it will be for three and a half years. The Bible says that the in many places, anytime it talks about the duration of the Great Tribulation, that it's three and a half years. Sometimes it says twelve hundred and sixty days. 
Sometimes it says 42 months. Sometimes it's time, times, and half a time, or the dividing of time. It's all three and one half years. The Antichrist makes war with the saints for three and a half years. So when the Antichrist comes to power, he's going to be the leader of the world governing body. Revelation 13 gives a depiction of his world governing, world governing structure. World government, right. world religion, and the economic sanctioning system, which would be known as the mark of the beast. He comes to power and he rules for three and a half years. So from all I can tell from Scripture, it appears that it will be, at the very least, most of that three and one half year period, if not all of it. That's all I can right. see from Scripture. Yeah, and I wish it was only one year, but from all we can see, from all we can see in Scripture, he will use and and already this is very important and already fully functioning economic sanctioning system to get people to bow down to his edicts. Well, we can see that happening now with the central bank digital currencies, the the move towards digital societies, the global global um, digital IDs. All of this stuff is moving us away from dollar bills and pesos and shekels to a digital platform where they would be able to economically sanction people with a push of a button. And so that's why it's so ominous. But you know what, Gwen? I'm mm. not scared. I'm trusting God. And God's always sustained us, and He's always going to. Well, absolutely. You know, that, um, and I am not either, that's the whole point about the, 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 the saints really having to trust God. Mm -hmm. I mean, this coming to time, because this world's going to be against the body of Christ. Obviously, if you're not of God, you know, you're going to yeah. be in the world system. Yes. But the thing about it, but just to be a little bit more informed and special with side, come in contact with anyone. They have some questions, you know, I'd like to be able to direct them here. Now, one other question. Yes. What about, um, do you know where it says, um, what do you think the time frame about the, uh, World War Three. I mean, does it say like that? Haven't been in in, in their study in a while. Yeah. So does it kind of give an idea when that's supposed to occur? During is that the last three and a half years or what? Yes. Yes. Absolutely. So uh, it does uh, give an account it in Revelation nine, verse thirteen through twenty one. So this is where it helps everybody to understand the skeletal structure of the Book of Revelation. Uh, and the segmentations, but in, in uh, the when you understand the seven seals, the sixth, uh, I'm sorry, the seven trumpets, the sixth trumpet, Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21, is the is World War III. Loose the four angels bound in the great river Euphrates, for to kill a third part of all of mankind. That happens in, again, Revelation 9, verse 13 through 21, the rest of the chapter. In, cha in chapter 10 of Revelation, it talks about the beginning of the Great Tribulation, which is the angel stands one foot on the land, one foot on the sea, and declares that time shall be no more, or delay shall be no longer. That's the beginning of the Great Tribulation. And then Revelation chapter 11, it gives a depiction of things that will happen during the three and one half years. The, the Temple Mount will be shared, the two witnesses will come, and then we go to the seventh trumpet, which is the Second coming of Jesus Christ in the Battle of Armageddon. So it shows the World War III happening at least before the Great Tribulation starts. Now, the thing I cannot prove scripturally is what happens first. The peace agreement between the Israelis and the Palestinians or World War III. There, nowhere in scripture does, at least from what I've been able to, to, to study or my father-in-law, what happens first. But I do know that World War III has to happen prior to the beginning of that final three and one half years. 
Yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Oh, okay. Yep. All right. Well, I think we appreciate it, man. Thank you so much, and enjoy the rest of your day. All right, Gwen, you have a great weekend. God bless you, my friend. Let's go to Paul in Montana. God bless, Paul. Welcome to the End Time Show. Thank you, Dave. Uh, I've got a question on the uh, the four horsemen. Yes, sir. Uh, the last horse, the green horse. Yes. I know Urban always talked about being the Muslim, the Muslims, basically. Yes. And uh, I don't know. It kind of seems like this uh, uh, climate thing that's going around the world, uh, the spirit. Yes. That. Uh, Maybe it could be that as well. I understand, and I understand where you're coming from, because I've considered that as well. However, if you look at the scriptures very closely, it says, and for everybody that's listening, it says, I behold a pale horse. That actually should have been translated. Some translations are pale green. If you look in the Tyndale Bible, it's green, because the original Greek word was chloros, which is green. And... And I looked, and behold, a green horse. His name that sat upon him was Death, and hell followed with him. So if you understand what's going on here, it's actually talking about death and hell. Mus- uh, the, um, the, the Islamic um, adherents, they, they glorify death. If you understand some of the things going on there, they glorify martyrdom, and the things that are following with them are not going straight to into paradise with 70 dark-eyed virgins. No. The thing that follows them is hell because they have a, a suicide bomber and things like that. So if you go down through all the clues here, power was given to, the, given to them over a fourth part of the earth. About a fourth part of the world's population in November, we reached about 8 billion population. Well, there are about 1.9 billion Muslim adherents today. So they have power over about a fourth part of the earth. And to kill with uh, the sword, hunger, death, and with the beast of the earth. Many of them, the way that you, you guys have all seen on YouTube and different things on television, where they were taking these guys out uh, a few years ago with in orange jump shoots and cutting their heads off, killing yeah. with swords. So, I mean, to us, the green spirit, um, I've read articles that said Muhammad's... Uh, favorite color was green. And when you see a, when I go to Israel every year, I'm overseas, when you go to up on the Temple Mount, all of the green, uh, the wrought iron railing and all of the door frames and posts, everything that's not stone is painted green. So in my opinion, Paul, I, I believe we can prove this from the prophecies here that it's the Islamic spirit in the earth and not in, in the environmental situation. Okay. Yes, sir. All right. Well, thanks for clarifying that. Yes, sir. All right. Well, God bless you. I'm coming up to a break. God bless each and every one. These are great calls. I got a lot more calls to come. We're going to go straight back to the calls after the break. God bless. I've been part of the End Time family from the beginning over 30 years ago when my parents, Irvin and Judy Baxter, began ministry from the recliner in our living room. My name is Jana Robbins. I have the pleasure of connecting with our incredible partners every day. Endtime is a small nonprofit that runs a high traffic website, a daily TV and radio show, the Prophecy College in Jerusalem, and more. Although we have less than 30 team members, we are able to serve tens of millions of people each month. We survive on the goodness of God and donations averaging about $50. If everyone hearing this message gave $22, our financial needs would be met for the year. 
If you only give to one cause per month, please consider partnering with End Time to help get the message of our soon coming King out to the world. Call us at 1-800-END-TIME to give today or go to endtime.com to become a monthly or one-time partner. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to go straight to the phones. Let's go to James in Virginia. God bless James. Welcome to the End Time Show. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, can you hear me okay? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. I, I have I have a question, and I've heard uh, Pastor Irvin Baxter talk much about America helping Israel. Yes, sir. And my question is, and of course, you know, he, he talked much about it. It would be much in helping Israel. Well, wouldn't they have to be, and this is my theory, have to be motivated by God or either led by God, or leadership would have to be a Christian leadership to to help his. Uh, uh, is that? Can you kind of help me on that? Well, so the the way God gave the visions of these prophecies to the writers of the Bible was that God knows the end from the beginning, and He's already seen all these things play it out, and so He went back because God's eternal. He's all the way back of us. He's all the way ahead of us. So he saw all these things play out already. So God went to Daniel and he said, hey, at the time of the second coming, at my second coming, when the Ancient of Days, which is Jesus Christ, comes back to establish his kingdom here on the earth, there will be nations that are symbolized by these animal symbols. One of them, the eagle's wings, is America. 650 years later, he goes to John while he's exiled out on the Isle of Patmos and he says, John, I want you to write uh, these prophecies and I'm going to give you a vision of a beast that is federalized into one world governing body. And that's going to include the leopard Germany, the bear Russia, the Great Britain, the lion, and the ten horns of the ten horn kingdom, which is the European Union. Where's the eagle's wings? It's the only nation that was in, other than the, uh, the fowls on the wings on the, the back of the leopard which is France, the Franco-German alliance. So that appears to be in all the Europeans, nations mentioned in the world governing body. But the eagle's wings are not mentioned there. What happened to them? Uh -huh. If you jump back one chapter, God shows John that Israel, the woman with 12 stars around her head in Revelation 12, is carried away on the wings of a great eagle where she is nursed in her place for time, times, and half a time. So it's the only other place in end time Bible prophecy that the eagle's wings are mentioned as and their role in the end time as standing with and protecting Israel against the dragon, the Bible says, or the world government, all the way through the end time. And so that's as clear as it gets. And But you say, does it have to be Christian leadership? Um, I, I think it would have to be somebody who's at least pro-Israel. Most people are... Who, are, who is truly pro-Israel? Let me just say that. Because some people say, well, we're pro-Israel, but yet it, I believe in a two-state solution and Israel mm -hmm. should share land for peace. That person's really not pro-Israel to their core. They don't believe in the Bible. The Bible gives Israel that land and, they, and tells them you should never trade land for peace. But there will be people in the United States that do that. So 
I think maybe in some way or another they, they are pro-Israel, but they really don't understand the Bible. Uh, and how that connects, I don't know. But um, I, in other words, I don't know because um, most presidents have pretty much supported Israel for years now, even though some of them did some things that were diametrically opposed to the Word of God, i.e., uh, a Bill Clinton or a, um, you know, some people that, like Bill Clinton, did some things that were diametrically opposed to the Bible, but yet he, in you know, many ways supported Israel while he was in office. So it doesn't have to be necessarily a Christian that's in mm -hmm. office supporting Israel. It'll have, the United States basically. Are for most of us, support Israel. And we have very influential people in the government that support Israel. So how all that plays out, I don't think that it has to be a Christian individual necessarily, because some people call themselves Christians, but wow, when you see the way they live their life, you're kind of like, uh, yeah. you know. So um, all I know is, is that the Bible says America is going to support Israel um, regardless, even if, even if a... Uh, let's say a Joe Biden's in the office. Well, some way or another, God said it's going to happen, so I know the United States is going to stand with Israel regardless of who's in the office. Okay. Yes, okay. sir. Yep. Uh, well, I have another question. Okay, let's make I, it quick because I, I got a lot of calls if you can. Okay. Uh, is it possible that America could be attacked during all this going on? You know? So uh, in, in World War III, it is likely that that could reach the shores of the United States, yes. As a matter of fact, it's, yeah. it's likely that it will because yeah. it's going to start in the Euphrates River region and then it's going to spread out around the world and the United States has our hands in every single thing going on over there. If you understand what's going on in Deir Azor over this morning and yesterday where Iran sent in, uh, sent in drones and we've been attacking them and they're retaliating, Deir Azor is right there I mean, the, the, the region is right on the Euphrates River where the Bible says that the war will emanate from. So we've got our hands, or we have troops all up and down the Euphrates River and have for years now. So, yes, it does appear that the United States could be, the war could reach our shores. I don't want it to, but, I mean, if you look at everything going on in the world, the, it, Iran already wants to destroy the United States. That's obvious. Go to, yeah. You can go to the Gatestone Institute. There's a big article that talks about it right now. Um, so, yeah, it does appear that we could be affected by that war. It's very, very likely that we will be. Okay, yes, I sir. appreciate everything. All right, God my friend. You. God bless you. Appreciate it. Let's go to Sheila in Wyoming. God bless Sheila. Welcome to the End Time Show. Hey, thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. Um, I did get to the opportunity to meet um, Pastor Baxter in Colorado several years ago, and yeah. it was such a blessing, and it opened my eyes to a lot of things. But I do have a couple of questions. Um, the first one being, when Jesus comes with the rapture, yes. every knee will bow. Is that correct? Yeah, the Bible says that they will. Every knee will bow mm -hmm. and every tongue will confess. That's correct. Right. So the, the um, parable about, um, or the scripture about how uh, one will be in the field, one will be taken. Mm -hmm. those people will see that person up in the air. Am I correct during the rapture? Yes. The Bible says in Revelation 1-7, every eye will behold him. Yes. Yes. So with that being the case, um, 
there's the um, part where people act as if they're going to be confused as to what would happen. And let me give you the example. The pastor that I happen to know um, speaks about, well, if you're on a plane, people will just disappear, and you'll not know what happened. But mm-hmm. we all know that that's how the rapture is going to be. But that doesn't make any sense, Be kind of like that uh, Left Behind series. It doesn't make any sense if every knee is bowed and every eye will see, because yeah. they will see that. And so there's a lot of confusion about that, and that's why I think there's so much uh, disinformation <laughs> yeah. that is out there about that, and it's keeping people believing that we will be raptured out before anything bad starts to happen. Yeah, so the only thing I can do on topics like this is I pull all the scriptures that pertain to this topic. We know that the, the rapture happens immediately after the tribulation of those days. That's as obvious right. in the Bible as salvation to me. Yes. Now, yes, to me too. The, um, the Bible says in Matthew 24, 40, that two shall be in the field, one will be taken, the other left. That's actually how it's going to be. There will be people in the field. So when the Bible says that you will be changed in a moment in a twinkling of an eye, it does not mean that you will be yanked up out of here. Because if you remember when Jesus was taken in, in uh, Acts chapter 1, the Bible says they watched until he was a cloud right. took him out of their sight. They watched him go. And so people may sit on the ground and watch us go. That may be how it happens. However, it doesn't say specifically that every knee will immediately bow at that point and acknowledge that he is Jesus Christ uh. and that he is God. There may come a time when people do that at the great white throne or in the people that are allowed to live into the millennial reign because the Bible says during the millennial reign, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord. And so, so, yeah, go ahead. And so with that being said, there are family members that we have that are not saved. And and our pastor has continually said they'll have a chance during the millennial reign. But that's if they don't take the mark of the beast. Am I right? So I know that I, I can't guarantee that. It, it, appear, right. it appears that there may be some kind of a plan of salvation in the millennial reign. I do not know what that is. I know that, and the Bible says that there will be sacrifices during that time, but they will not be sacrifices for the atonement for sin. They will be sacrifices of praise and worship because the Bible says no flesh was justified by the blood of bulls and goats, even in the Old Testament. All of those people's sins were rolled forward to Calvary. And so... Okay. However, for a pastor to tell somebody, oh, there's going to be a plan of salvation in the millennial mm-hmm. reign, I, absolutely, I would never do that. Let me tell you why. Because I have had people tell me, I've been through this a million times, I've had people tell me, well, I'm going to get ready on the other side. And I'm like, are you out of your mind? You're playing Russian roulette with your soul. You're going to make it through the Great Tribulation, World War III, the Battle of Armageddon, everything that's going to happen in the near future, and to make it through that would be a, you know, it's a miracle for some people, and then to get on the other side and say, well, I'll get ready then. I asked my father-in-law about that one time, and he said, Dave, he said it's a mindset and a heart thing with some people. He said, yeah. if, they won't, if they won't get ready on this side, they're not going to get ready on the other side. Plus, here's one more thing, Sheila, this is very important, okay. that if... 
when the we do not know who is allowed to live into the millennial reign. So I'm, I'll be 55 years old in August. For some, for, I, don't, I do not believe that there will be people... Now, I'm speculating here because I don't know for sure. Correct. But I don't believe people my age, and again, I'm speculating. I want to make sure everybody knows that, that I, that I would be allowed to live into the millennial reign as a 55-year-old. We don't know. We don't know. The Scripture doesn't tell us conclusively. However, we do have a precedence in the Old Testament. When the Israelites came through the wilderness out of Egyptian bondage and God led them to the Promised Land, those that He only allowed those 19 years old and down to go into the Promised Land. Everybody else died off out in the wilderness. They didn't go in. So the, those and that, that were 19 years old and down, those that were 19 years old and down were not held accountable for their, their, the sins of their parents, their unbelief and things like that. So there may be an age of accountability. Again, I'm speculating because the Bible doesn't tell us, but for some people to say, well, I'll just wait till I get on the other side, or for a pastor to stand in a pulpit and say, well, there's going to be a chance over there, just, you know, get ready maybe on the other side. I would not do that. I'm telling everybody, you got to get ready for when the trumpet now. sounds. And that's the most important thing in all of our lives right now. I'm not, because there's too many unanswered questions about the other side. And I appreciate your taking my call. Absolutely. Thank you very much. God bless you, my friend. Have a blessed day. Mm, okay. Bye. Oh, man, live, you guys. I'm, I've got 30 seconds left. Uh, I'm, I hate to do this. Um, I tell you what, with your question, email me, drobbins at endtime.com, D-R-O-B-B-I-N-S at endtime.com. And, man, sign, call in, sign up for the Israel tour. Join Go to online, go to the Jerusalem Prophecy College, sign up, go through the college, join into the H+, go to endtime.com, it's all there. Wow, we got so many irons in the fire, but we're helping so many people and God is just really blessing us and I'm so thankful for that. So God bless each of y'all, have a great weekend.